0: Welcome back to another episode of do you follow podcast. Hi Rachel. Hi Jewel. How are you? I'm good. I'm not seeing your face right now because you're walking but I know I'm being a little selfish. (laughs) No, it's
1: fine. I was having um, climate issues. (laughs) (laughs) My husband likes it really cold. Which is, like, I can't believe I'm even complaining. I mean, I'm so lucky to be in a place that has really powerful air conditioning. But it's, like, reminding me of, like, office days. Yeah. And New York's, like, the most extreme case because if you live in the suburbs, then your office is freezing and you drive to your office, then you can just, like, dress appropriately for that. But in Mm -hmm. New York, like, your commute involves going into, like, an actual sauna. Yeah. Which is, like the street, and then, like, the subway platform. Man, I do not miss that. (laughs) No. Did you read Jerry Seinfeld's, like, New York love letter, ripping apart that LinkedIn guy?
0: No, give me the – I want to read it still. It's on my list of things to read, but I know that it's, like, basically, like, everyone needs to calm down about New York. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, it was just some guy whose, like, name seems sort of familiar. James something. I don't know who he is and he wrote an article which I didn't read uh and didn't even know about it until I read Jerry Seinfeld's article which linked to it and he was like some puts on LinkedIn says New York is over <laughs> and like here's why New York's not over and so I yeah. like read Jerry Seinfeld's article briefly clicked into like the article that inspired Jerry but then I was like oh, I don't want to I don't even know who this guy is like I don't want to read this it was great it was like short and sweet and just sort of synthesizing what everyone's saying which is like New York's not over. It will never be over. Like, yeah. it might, it's like, this is going
0: to take a minute. Yeah. It's going to be like after 9 11. Like, it's going to take a little while, but New York's going to come back. Something I don't know why people feel they
1: can do this about New York, they can't do about other places. People are like, why do you live there? How could you live there? So true. It's really, really weird. People yeah. feel like, I think because New York is the best city, it's not like my opinion that New York is like the best city in the world. It's like, the most famous, best city in the world. And so I think when you're at the top of anything, when you're number yes. one, people yeah. think they can talk shit about you. I, what if I said to someone, I'm from Metro Detroit, I love it here, like caveat, but what if I like came home to people I was like, how do you live here?
0: I know, that would be so offensive. It would be so <laughs> offensive. It's really, really
1: bizarre how people feel they can talk shit about New York. I'm the least easily offended person, I think, mm-hmm. or like not an easily offended person. But sometimes I'm just like, rude
0: like what do you mean why do I live
1: there like I like it there it's where I live like what do you
0: want in my opinion you can't have those hard opinions unless you've lived there for like a while yeah and like listen it's not for everybody I don't yeah. think
1: you're like less than if you don't want to live there like sometimes I don't want to live there but I love it and I like offended when people talk shit about it the thing about New York is there's people who like they need to live in New York. They're so creative. They're so interesting. They're so out of the box. They want to do something so different. New York's the only place they could be. And the rest of us are just, like, lucky to live in their town. Like, that's how
0: I feel about it. <laughs>
1: Which I mean, like, I'm so vanilla. Like, I could live anywhere. But I want to live in New York because it's, like, the most fun, best place. And thank yeah. God there's people who can only live in New York. Yeah. You know?
0: Like, that's mm-hmm. how I feel about it.
1: And like, listen, it's like, I'm not there right now. Like I have a kid and like, I have to be somewhere else and I'm happy to be somewhere else for the summer. Like, don't get me wrong, but like, I still love New York. Yeah. And I feel like I'm in this
0: weird little area where I've been talking about wanting to live in California for like years now. But like, even when I came back from living there in for Snapchat for love stories, I was like, okay, I have like one year left in New York. And then I kept saying it and it probably right. the pandemic didn't happen. I would have stayed for longer. Yeah. But it's such a weird, like conflicting feeling about leaving New York. And I know that people who have moved out of New York feel the same way, especially if they've lived yeah. there for like many years. Like I have, it's like nine and a half years at this point where yeah. it's like, I feel like I'm so connected to the city and I have this guilt for leaving. See, that's what I was just going to say, though. That's so – I don't like that. You can still
1: love it and care about it. I know. I don't like people who are like, if you left – if you didn't suffer through this, yeah. you're not, like, a real New Yorker. Yeah. like.
0: I don't think that that's true. People are saying that a lot about, like, pe- like the people who left at the beginning. They're saying that about people who left. It is really weird. It's just, like, New York strong, like, martyr, like, weird. I know. Like, I'm not going to get a trophy for staying. Like, no one is.
1: <laughs> um, okay, well, so, but I discovered that Jerry Seinfeld byline in the New York Times. Like, of <gasps> course, I would click that. And then, you yeah. know, when I listen to podcasts, like, Okay, so I actually have like a content journey to take you down. So I was going to say last Great. night when I was trying to fall asleep, I was listening to the Seinfeld rewatch podcast last night because I wanted oh to my like God. listen to something.
0: Amazing. <laughs>
1: right, and I didn't make it. I fell asleep too fast to even like report back, so I'll have to listen more. But it reminded me of the content journey I wanted to take you on, mm. which is that you know I'm like a Twilight devotee, a Twihard. And – the audiobook just came out, or the book and audiobook of Twilight One, original Twilight from Edward's point of view. Because if you recall, the book is a movie, you know, it's all from Bella's point of view. Yeah. The funny part about it is that, so it's like if you're reading this book or listening to this book, you already know the whole story. You've already read it. It's just like from a different person's point of view, but none of the facts like change, right? Yeah. So I was like listening to it, and it's kind of slow moving. It's just like him talking about how obsessed he is with her. But it made me, like, want to re-watch all the movies. So I just, yeah. like, recently the other day, like, I guess I do this every, like, year or 2 rewatched all the Twilights <laughs> over a few days, like, while I was pulling laundry or whatever. And then was, like, listening at night to, like, the audiobook of the new book. And I was, like, this is such a weird Rachel thing to do to, like, get <laughs> into this, like, extremely deep,
0: like, content hole. I love and then I probably
1: won't, like, think about Twilight again for, like, two years.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. And so this all s- was spurred because of Jerry Seinfeld.
1: This story right? I'm telling you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: I appreciate that journey that you just took us on. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Anyways. um,
0: Okay, so we're going to talk about, like,
1: our – um, we want to give everyone, like, an update on, like, our user-listener questions, right?
0: Yeah. So we've been getting some questions and we love the questions, but we have some advice to help us help you. So (laughs) when you come to us with questions, if you want to be anonymous because you're working for a big company and you don't want that to get out, whatever, that's fine. Just be really specific with the question that you're coming to us with, like get really granular in the details and we'll be able to tell our audience like, It's this type of company without revealing it. Or if you're comfortable with sharing the name of your company or business and you just kind of want general advice, that's helpful too because then we can bring our listeners along the journey of looking at your Instagram account and and knowing, uh, like doing the research with us.
1: Yeah, because we like got a good question recently that we were thinking about answering today. Someone was like, how can I improve XYZ? But Mm -hmm. don't say my Instagram account. And it's like, well, if people can't follow along, yeah, we can't really do that. So we want to answer Mm -hmm. your questions. But I like what you said. Help us help you. Okay. We're going to play
0: some games today because we just are feeling like fun. (laughs) Yeah, we are feeling fun. (laughs) Okay. Let's do a do you follow. I feel like we haven't done a do you follow in a while. And I have one. (laughs)
1: Okay, you start. This is how it always goes. You start, (laughs) and then yours like reminds me of a good one.
0: Okay, so I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but since I'm moving to LA and since it's a a pandemic and a lot of people are thinking about where they are living and if they, you know, we're all just questioning like why we live in the places we live. And most of the reason is because it has to do with where we work. So, I have weirdly become obsessed with watching like HGTV and learning about real estate and stuff. And my brother and his wife are currently in the process of buying a house right now, like starting that process and they're looking and they put a few bids on but didn't get places. So I've been really like excited about real estate and I came across a Instagram account called Cheap Old Houses. Have you heard of this? Amazing. No. Okay. So their Instagram bio, they have like over a million followers. Um, their Instagram bio says, America's most architecturally intact rabbit hole. <laughs> and they have a couple of spin-off accounts too, like a secret feed. There's even like now like cheap old trucks. Like there's cheap old houses under $50,000. But basically, they scour the country. I think they're actually international too, but it's mostly – just in the U S of these like amazing gems of houses, usually in rural areas, but that are like $20,000, like $50,000.
1: This was Detroit for a minute. Now they've all been like snatched up. Like Detroit Remember, there was like a phase where people were buying like mansions.
0: Yeah. A lot of these are like old mansions. Like most of them are fixer uppers. Like none of these are really move in ready. But if you're like, into that and you can put down like $59,000 immediately. Wow. Renovate the inside of this like old, incredible house.
1: And you just like go
0: literally down this rabbit hole. And they do follow ups with people who have like purchased some of these properties and then like turn them into something. They just posted something. They were in the New York Post recently. Millennials are snatching up cheap old houses via Instagram (laughs) and they follow some of the people who this house This is so cute. And people are like leaving places like New York city and Chicago and like moving to Kansas city, like middle of nowhere into like a $30,000 house, which is like, wow. It's just like really fun. It's like, this is so fun. It's very like, if you think about America, like proper owning property is one of the most kind of like traditionally American things that you can do. And it's obviously become more and more difficult to do that. Like the, the ability to do that just that's a whole other podcast, (laughs) the inequality, but this is really cool because they have, you know, seemingly affordable houses. Like I'm looking at one in Syracuse, New York, $3,000. Jesus, total fixer upper, but like, the bones of the of the house are there and like if you have a vision and if you are your you got to find your like inner chip and joanna like this could be a really fun project and it's something that i feel like more and more people are doing right now because if you have the means and like ability to work remotely for the time being like you can do that yeah and there was okay i didn't find this from cheap old houses but now i'm like going down this rabbit hole. So another person, his name on Instagram is Sir Robert Takes Picks. He's a Broadway star and he founded something called the Broadway Collective, which is sort of like a school for aspiring Broadway performers. And he's this incredible gay black man who I think this was, yeah, sometime in June This is such an incredible story and he's gotten so much press for it. He lives in New York city, but found this home, the property itself. It's like this big mansion on a plantation. He purchased the house with cash with the idea that like, I'm going to make new memories here and sort of take back this like bad history it's just such an inspiring story and like incredible and he paid for it all in cash. He'd like saved and like just the story itself is so inspiring, but it made me think of that. I don't know how much this house was, but the whole like real estate, like I just love that story so much. And he talks a lot about it and he's now like making, uh, I think he made a whole Instagram for like the renovation of this house. Oh, cool. Oh, blackmanwhitehouse.co is the website. So he's renovating this 1820 mansion. He's like making a YouTube channel about it. Like, it's just an incredible story. He was featured in Pharrell and Jay-Z's new music video called Entrepreneur. That's amazing. I know. It's just like such an incredible story. I mean, it makes perfect sense what
1: you're saying. Going back to the thing about New York, it's like, you move to New York for your job. Yeah. Like, whether that's, like, a typical job, like, office job, or you're, like, an artist, like, that's why people move to New York. So, right now, you can't go into your job for a lot of people. And so, mm-hmm. it's, like, you're in your apartment, and it's, like, the, the reason you stay in New York is because of, like, the restaurants and, like, the bars and, like, the museums and the shows. Like, everything's out of your house. Yeah. Yeah that's why new york is like so challenging for people right now because all of a sudden they're spending a lot of time in the place they spent the least amount of time in before.
0: Yeah, like you wanted to you of course wanted to live in a nice place, but like more than anywhere else in the world you compromise that because the city is your backyard. Exactly. And also, okay, I'm interested what you think on this. So, a lot of people when they buy a home, they either do it to like make money on it and sell it eventually. Like maybe they live in it, for, in it for a few years. Maybe it's an investment property and they know that going into it or they, it's like their home that they want to be in for like a really long time and maybe they'll make some money off of it. But like, that's not the intention. I feel like now people are buying property with the intention of, like really making it a home for themselves and their family and the money that they make off it is not necessarily the intention because who knows what the market is going to be like. What do you think?
1: I mean, I think it depends what part of the country you're in. Like, okay, I'm in my parents' neighborhood right now. And like, you can't really rent houses here. First of all. So if you
0: want to live here, you have to buy it, Uh
1: you know, and I think it's just, like, a way of building your wealth over time is owning things.
0: Does Your br- your brother owns a house, right? He just bought a house, or is he buying Yeah, a he house? did. I mean, there's a lot of tax
1: implications. Obviously, I mean, this is how, like, a lot of people... Like, listen, this is, like, one of the things about this country that's so inequitable is it's really difficult to become wealthy based on a salary because of the way things are taxed, right? It's, like, the people who are truly wealthy make that money from real estate,
0: or mm-hmm. they make
1: it from like capital gains from like stock market you know what I'm saying so like I think that it's just like another measure of like if you like this guy that you were talking about in your story like that just like bumps you up into like a different yeah wealth bracket if you can like own things but I think that right now like to your question about people like leaving New York and buying something in like a New Jersey suburb like it might just be the case that like the suburb they want to live in like they can't rent there necessarily you know what I mean yeah that's true What's your do you follow? Okay, I have a funny one. Um, it's called Solid Starts. Oh, what's this? This is like one of these baby myths that I think like <laughs> everyone's really confused about. Like I think people think that like feeding your kids when they transition from infant to like toddler. Mm-hmm. I found it really like mystifying and sort of scary because everyone's so worried about choking and people buy these like baby food makers and there's this whole industry around like pureed food and like, there's two things. One, the reality is like babies do not have to ever eat pureed food. You never have to buy baby food and you don't need a baby food maker. That's a scam. You never have to give your kid pureed food. Like from day one, you could just like squish up foods that are squishy, like avocado (laughs) Or like bananas, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like anything that, like raspberries, anything that could be like squished up. And B, a lot of kids like never even like purees and like barely like mm. will even eat it. Like this was my experience and a lot of people will tell you this. It's like the kid, you're breastfeeding them or giving them formula and you're giving them purees just to like give them taste and they act like they hate it. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, my kid hates food. But it's like as soon as you start to give them things that are more solid, they're like more interested.
0: Whoa, wait, so why have we just all been living under the skies that babies eat pureed food? So Solid
1: Starts, this is what they talk about. And like, actually, if you give your kids only pureed food, they like don't like develop their gag reflex, which actually can be dangerous. Whoa,
0: this is fascinating.
1: Solid Starts is an account that teaches you how to give your kids solid food from a really early age. And I think it's like aimed at people who are like never going to do purees. So it's like educational and like helpful if you're a mom, whatever. What I like about it is it's basically just hilarious videos of little babies eating stuff that's really hard to eat. Like the post that I reminded me that I wanted to tell you about this is a little baby just like eating a huge leaf of spinach. Like they look like a caterpillar, (laughs) like trying to like shove it (laughs) in their mouth, or like it's like videos of little kids like eat like gnawing on a drumstick, like they're like a lion cub or like it's just hilarious it's just like videos of baby babies eating food that's like really hard for them to eat it's so funny and also like really useful and educational and i just feel like there's a lot of these like things that feel really big and important and actually like aren't at all like yeah you know what i'm saying it's like baby food shouldn't even exist it's like bob just eats whatever we eat cut up into littler pieces
0: This is really important information.
1: He had a pouch the other day that his first one in his whole life, my friend was like blown away that I'd like never given him one. I'm like, I don't know. He doesn't need it. Like if I need a snack, I just put like raisins in my purse. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like baby food's a scam.
0: Like babies can just eat regular food. Okay. So baby food is a scam. I'm glad I know this now. (laughs) Solid starts. Okay. We have time for one more game. Okay. I feel like we should do a different platform. Should we do LinkedIn in honor of our new newsletter? Okay. What should we do on LinkedIn? Like, I guess if we go to our activity feed. Okay. And should we scroll and pick a number? We should either
1: pick a number or do, like, the last three or four things or something.
0: Okay. Let's do the last three
1: things. Okay. I'll start. So, the most recent thing I liked is a post by Renee Strauss, who is the founder of Wedaways, which is this Mm -hmm. company that works with luxury destination wedding venues all around the world and helps, like, luxury couples connect with them. Mm-hmm. And so she just, like, did a post about a venue they went to and some pretty pictures of it. Cool. I guess all of these are the same. The next post is my friend Brienne Waldrop. Brie Waldrop does marketing. She has this really cool job. She works at this agency that – does marketing for food companies, either like food brands or like grocery stores, like mm. marketing and also like strategy. So she's been doing like all this really interesting stuff during the pandemic grocery stores. Yeah. What's her agency called? Um, Vestcom. So it says they are on the list of hot one hundred retailers in 2020 or something. The third thing I liked was posted by Deb Schwartz, who's the CFO at Bustle, and it's an article about how Bustle um, you know, has become an investor or a part owner in W. So this is like Bustle's thing now, right? Like they bought like the Zoe report and a bunch of stuff and Bustle along with Carly Kloss and Sarah Moonves bought or invested in, I don't know the details, W.
0: Oh, I had no idea. I think
1: Bustle is really smart and I think Brian's really smart and I think that people that work there are smart. So I just sort of liked it in support of bustle, I suppose like mm-hmm. it's interesting to think about your motivation like why you like it's different than Instagram like on Instagram you yeah. like something because you actually like it right on LinkedIn I feel like you like it to like show support
0: to the poster that's very true okay I'm gonna go through mine um okay so I liked a post from this woman I know her name's Charlotte Paula Amino and she used to work at Cosmo actually with our friend Caitlin Scott and then she went to Snapchat and was kind of working as like a media person at Snapchat and now she's started her own company which is actually a CBD skincare company and she's really into she's training to be an esthetician right now and her Instagram is really good but she's also great on TikTok. And she wrote an article for Marie Claire about how TikTok has become the official app of skincare truthers.
1: <laughs> oh my God. I
0: want, will you late? I want to read this article. <laughs> it's really good. There is so much good skincare like research on TikTok. It's like really fascinating. A lot of great like dermatologists and chemists and stuff. So she wrote this article and she also is like a skincare influencer in her own right. So I liked that. And I'll link to it so y'all can read it. Oh, I liked Rachel Silver's post that do you follow us <laughs> now on Spotify. And then I liked, oh, our friend Adol Syed who used to work at Snapchat. He is now the CFO at Rippling. And he posted the deck that they used to raise their $145 million Series B. I also liked that. I think I saw this. I mean, I'm... Addle is a connection of mine, but I, I see a lot in my feed of stuff that Rachel Silver likes, and then I like it because of that.
1: But I'm really happy that you're having a positive experience with that because I frequently see things that someone who I don't care about at all like liked or commented on, and then I hit the three dots and I'm like, I'm
0: not interested in this. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder you know, how the algorithm works for LinkedIn.
1: I feel like it's not as good as TikTok
0: okay we have to run to another meeting yeah we do this was a fun app i know this was this was really fun what are our asks of people before they leave us send us questions yeah using our new framework for question asking yep (laughs) so if you have a very specific question you can be anonymous that's fine if you just want kind of broad general social advice That's also fine. But just tell us the name of your business and you can't be anonymous in that case. You can email your questions to do you follow podcast at gmail.com. Those can be written out questions or you can send us voice memos, which we really want. So we can play your question just like this is like a real call in game. Yeah, we do want that. Yeah. And yeah, if you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And um, don't forget to follow me and Rachel at Rachel Joe Silver and at Jade Alphine on Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, everywhere you can think of. We are there under those names. <laughs> I need to do some new talks. I'm going to do some talks. Now. I know. I know. We need to do some reels too talks
1: and I know we need to be together in person
0: I know okay y'all see you next week thanks for listening bye bye